You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about just career coaching in general. And I have a fellow career coach with me today, Max Chan in the house. How are you doing, my friend? Good, Daniel. Great to be here. I'm so excited for our conversation. We've, you know, we've met on LinkedIn, like many of the guests that I've had in the show are are coming from LinkedIn. And this is kind of why I'm so big onto LinkedIn is because the ability to meet like-minded individuals and to meet people who are just amazing and build relationships and professional relationships with them on LinkedIn is amazing. So um, Max, I mean, what, tell, tell me a little bit more about like, when did you first get into LinkedIn? Uh, why LinkedIn? And then why podcasting? Cause that's something that you're, you too, we, we have that in common LinkedIn and podcasting are very important to you, to you and your business. Yeah. So I created a LinkedIn account at least over 10 years ago. And I just did the usual, like optimize my profile a little bit and then just let it sit there. I didn't really engage with the platform. Uh, the, the notion is that if you're not looking for a job, there's really no point in um, being on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But obviously, as you know, with the pandemic, there was a big lockdown across the world and there, there was, wasn't a lot for me to do at the moment. And one of the things that I wanted to do was uh, build my personal brand because I, I was just looking things up and I realized that like a personal brand is very crucial um, in order to really build your career and be really known in your industry. So what I ended up doing, it was uh, I, I took a, a LinkedIn course. Uh, it was about like 50 bucks and I t- took those teachings and started creating content around May. And obviously you have to be very consistent in order to get growth. So I was posting uh, consistently uh, since last May, uh, it, it does take a, f- a few months to really gain traction and get their, your content strategy down. But over time, I was able to build an audience uh, from May to now. So I went from 600 followers approximately in May to over 14,000 now just by consistently posting daily uh, about career advice, uh, personal branding and LinkedIn tips. And then in terms of the podcasting side of things, I, I know like once you become an expert or be really good at one platform, you have to expand because you can't just rely on one platform, especially a social media platform where you don't fully have control. So I I knew that podcasting was uh, a big trend coming up. So for me, I thought that was the next uh, logical step in terms of growing my content strategy. So I started my podcast in uh, late June and sorry, in late January, and I've been posting weekly episodes on Tuesday. That's amazing. Um, So I would love to share a little bit more about your career journey and kind of how you went from, you know, going into college, into building your career to now a career coach. Yeah. So I graduated with a bachelor of arts in psychology. And one of the big um, assumptions is like, if you, if you're not in, if you don't graduate with a degree that's very applicable in the business world, whether it's like a business, bachelor's of business administration or computer engineering, it's going to be very hard to, pivot into a corporate job. So what I did was 
I was a few months away from graduation and I, I was actually talking to a career coach and asking for some direction because I want to get into business. And she told me that, why don't you take an online certification? Uh, and she gave me a few options. So I ended up taking this uh, online marketing certification at Cornell. And back then, online education wasn't as popular as it is now. So it's one of those things I wasn't 100% sure if that was the route to go. But just by doing my research, I realized that I can't just rely on a psychology degree to get me into the marketing world. So I needed that marketing certification to really align my skill set. So I ended up taking that online while I was finishing my bachelor's. So I ended up getting two um, certification degrees uh, bef uh, before I graduated. And then uh, during that time as well, before graduation, I did a couple internships just to get some experience. Uh, the online certification that I did at Cornell, the, my first instructor actually gave me some internship experience because he owns a consulting firm. So I ended up doing a bit of consulting work for him. And then I also did a marketing internship as well for a few months just to get some experience on my resume. The, the thing is, it's very competitive out there. And I knew that just having education with no work experience, whether it's internships or not, is going to be very hard for me to get in the door. So in terms of aligning my experience on the resume to make me more marketable, I took a marketing certification from Cornell to align with my direction say I want that I'm in marketing. And then I also did some marketing internships, marketing uh, consulting internships as well, just to get some work experience on that resume. And then once I was finished the internships and started applying to multiple jobs, uh, it, it was definitely a struggle because uh, I'd never done any proper interviewing before. So it, it did take me uh, up to 11 months to finally land that uh, job. But it, it goes to show that you, you gotta be consistent with it and just learn from all the interview mistakes you've done in the past and eventually you'll be able to get there. Oh, and I, I do want to mention uh, when I was still struggling for the uh, getting that job offer, I ended up taking uh, this HubSpot certification and HubSpot at that time was fairly new. And what I realized was that digital marketing was becoming hotter and HubSpot was the forefront of digital marketing with their inbound uh, marketing content. So I ended up taking that over the weekend, which was free. And after that, and I put that on my resume, I ended up getting more traction and more interest in the HubSpot certification uh, over the two degrees I paid for. And that's when I ended up getting my first job as a digital marketing assistant at a small agency. So now, like, if, if you look back at your career, now that you are yourself a career coach, right? And, and I did, at one point, I did think I heard you worked with a career coach. Uh, and you can reflect back on what you did right and what you did wrong right? What advice would you give a current college student right now that might be graduating this May with a liberal arts English degree or psychology degree or um, that is looking to get into more of a business degree or another another they're looking to get a job in a, with a degree in, in an area where the degree is not really based on like you did? What advice do you have on that? Yeah, so if they're going to graduate in May, uh, I would definitely recommend networking. Um, just networking with people at target companies just to get a feel of what they're looking for in the new graduate. So that was definitely helpful. I wish I did that uh, as well. The other thing is if you have no work experience at all, just get something on there. Uh, it, could be a, it could be a side project that you, you build on your own, like building your own personal brand. If So if you're 
want to get into digital marketing, maybe just grow your own profiles on social media. Like maybe grow your TikTok following as an example, just to prove to people that you are able to succeed and have implemented different digital marketing tactics to grow your own uh, own self. So that's what I would recommend. So either a side project or just get an internship and just get that work experience on that resume. And then the other thing is there are tons of programs out there that are cost-effective, sometimes even free, like the HubSpot one that I did. So just do your research and just see what are some of the certifications that you can get that are low cost, but people know about. So HubSpot, if you were in the digital marketing realm uh, back in the day, HubSpot was the, the hot thing. So everybody knew that HubSpot was coming up. So I aligned my brand with that brand in order to generate interest. So get some, uh, so if you are tight on money, there are some certification programs out there that is probably cost effective. Uh, I think like the, the Facebook blueprint one, if you want to get into, again, digital marketing, uh, running Facebook ads, I, I don't think the certification is that expensive. I think it's like a hundred bucks. So just having like s s some certifications that can complement your degree will really help you stand out. Yeah, I think it's really important to understand what is the job that you're applying for and what they're looking for, right? Like to your point, it wasn't when you, if I, if I analyze your story, right? And I say, okay, like you, things started shifting for you when you got the hotspot certification, but more importantly, when you started applying for jobs that wanted the hotspot certification, right? Because there's other marketing jobs that probably never heard of who, like what hotspot was, right? Like, yeah, it was the, the, the newest and the hottest thing. It doesn't mean that everybody was using HubSpot, right? Like at that point, people, there were some early adapters that were using HubSpot, but it wasn't like everywhere like it is now. Yeah. So it was very niche, but since I wanted to get into digital marketing, it was the fact that I was on trend that I, I knew yeah. what was coming up. So I, that also helps as well. So what would be like the HubSpot of today? If somebody wanted to get into marketing, didn't have a marketing degree, what, what, like, what would be your advice right now? I would... If it's digital marketing, um, I would definitely recommend doing some Google certifications, whether it's like Google AdWords or what's called Google Ads now, I think. Uh, Google Analytics, uh, Facebook marketing, they have a Facebook marketing certification that is uh, promoted by Facebook itself. Mm -hmm. um, I think Hootsuite has one. Uh, like a lot of these certifications are free because they want you to learn this stuff so you use it, right? So these are very inexpensive options. Uh, in order to like build up that resume from the education perspective. Uh, and I think uh, Marketo is a big one now. Um, Salesforce isn't really as marketing heavy, but uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of companies are very into customer relationship management now. So if you uh, invest some time in Salesforce, that's also something uh, good to know as well. Uh, but, but those are some of the few things that I, I believe are hot and, and will be... Um, will be relatively uh, relevant for the foreseeable future. If you can go back in time and give your younger self three pieces of advice or, or one to three pieces of advice that you wish you knew when you were a college student, when it relates to your career, what, what would those be? The one thing that I emphasize now and a lot of career emphasize on LinkedIn is networking. I think if I did networking, even uh, in my third year, as early as my third year, I think I would be better off in terms of landing those opportunities instead of just trying to apply online all the time and trying to get that interview. Uh, so I, I think 100% would definitely be networking. Uh, number two is building a side project for yourself. 
like, I, there's obviously the debate in terms of taking free internships. So if you are really adamant on not doing that, then I recommend doing some sort of side project, some side business, just to show your skills to an employer say, hey, I actually started up this business and I was able to generate this amount of dollars. That will definitely help you stand out. So I think like for, for me, um, I, I mainly just focused on my studies, right? So I didn't do a lot of extracurriculars, a lot of social stuff, oh, which actually goes to my next point. But um, I, I think just utilizing and maximizing that time of studying and then running some sort of side business, uh, I think that would really help me be more well-rounded. Uh, and then the last thing um, that I mentioned was, I think just getting more involved, like just doing more extracurriculars and just getting yourself out there. Um, and the bonus point I want to add is, when you go into the working world, uh, you definitely have to communicate with a lot of people. And I think in terms of the education, the, the way it is now, there's a lot of individual projects. Sure, you'll have a couple of group presentations, but there's not that many. So I think just really working on your communication skills to get ready for the working world would definitely would have helped me um, when I graduated. Hey, you made it to the middle of the episode. Let's take a break to tune in to how one of the mentees used insight from Daniel and the Master in College to Career Academy to help them take steps towards their dream job or internship. Hey guys, David here, and I just got the internship of my dreams, and I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for the help of Daniel and the Master in College Degree Academy. Before the program, I had been looking for an internship for about two years, and I didn't get anywhere. I sent out more than 100 applications, got called back for five interviews, all of which led nowhere. Then I met Daniel, who introduced me to his program, and my progress skyrocketed. Uh, Daniel had, has been a recruiter. He's been out there, he knows what works. Um, he knows what recruiters like, and with those tips that he gave to me, I was able to do way better and immediately start putting, you know, his teachings into practice and getting called back for interviews and offers. Um, it was wild. I'd never imagined that it would be as successful as it was. Um, if there's anyone out there that was like me when I was looking for internships and not getting anywhere, I highly, highly, highly recommend, I can't recommend it enough, that you become a part of this program. Uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel offers a a money back guarantee if you don't like the program or if you can't get a job which is insane you know like <laughs> it gives you no reason not to do it if your life will be better and you'll end up getting making more money because of it anyway right so you know what are you waiting for give it a shot it'll make your life better i promise uh thanks again to daniel and the, the awesome program that he made i owe my life and my future to him this student's testimony is just one of thousands who have landed a position in their dream career. So if you're interested in joining the Academy alongside these successful mentees, schedule a strategy call with Daniel today at www.masteringcollegetogareer.com forward slash strategy call. And now let's get back to the episode. So if, if I heard you correctly, what you shared a lot was a lot of a building the soft skills, right? So communication, networking, Right, because I think school does a good job at teaching us the technical skills, right? Like it's, um, but maybe what we, what I, I, and I've noticed this too, like a lot of the students that I work with, um, they don't come for me to teach them technical skills. Like I have um, about 40% of the students I work with are STEM majors, right? And so they have great technical skills and, but what they don't learn is the proper way of networking or the proper way to communicate and show their value and in interview and that's the part of the job process that is the, the most challenging for them. Yeah, 100%. Because uh, I've worked with, uh, or I, I've spoken to professionals and 
they, they have trouble with the interview. Uh, again, to, in a way, writing your resume is a technical skill. Uh, but in terms of the interview process, uh, a lot of recent grads, they really struggle with it because they don't know how to present themselves well. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think when it comes to networking, it's something that it's now it's, it's always been, we always know network is important. Like it's always been networking, 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 but the challenge is how to properly network. And, um, I, I I've known, like, I think it's important to understand that it's about building relationships, right? It's about building long lasting relationships and not just one-time transactions. I think my fear when I, when I talk to students and when I interact with them on LinkedIn is that they're, they are just going straight for the kill or straight for the ask or straight for the referral and not actually taking the time to build the relationships. Like what have you found to be the most successful way to build relationships on LinkedIn that could lead to job opportunities for students? Or, or job seekers? Yeah, so for me, I've actually networked to get a job. And the one thing I've learned is, again, the straight for the kill that you can't, like for me, there, there are going to be people that debate this, but um, I, I find that the most enjoyable conversations and the ones that they're willing to help you out, like I've never actually asked for the referral. So uh, I would do a quick message on LinkedIn, a quick DM saying, hey, um, I noticed that you work at this company, at this position, I'm very interested in working here because this and this and this, right? And then I say, oh, if you do have some time, I know you're very busy. If you do some, have some time, I would like to get on a chat with you for like 30 minutes just to uh, know more about your career story and the company culture and, and all that, right? And it is a numbers game. It doesn't matter how good your script is, there will be a lot of rejection. So what I do want to uh, advise people is that it is a numbers game. You have to keep applying. Uh, but the one thing I want to mention is when I do have these conversations with people that um, a, a lot of them are w willing to help you. Like I remember one, uh, one person, she actually said, it's great to meet you. If you do have a position that you're interested in, uh, let me know and I'll see who the hiring manager is. And that was within the first five minutes of the conversation. Right. And uh, I was shocked that they were, that she was so helpful. And then there's other other ones too that like at the end say, hey, if there's a position you're interested in, let me know. I'd be happy to refer you. It's, it seems like when you don't ask for the referral and you focus more on the um, just the relationship building and getting to know them, they actually tend to be willing to give you a hand instead of these people that are running and gunning and just asking for the referral right away. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's what something that you should keep in mind is that it's more about building that relationship and then the referral will come instead of trying to ask for it right away. Yeah, I think it's so, so important. Uh, one of the things I talk a lot about in my mentoring program is called like going from a complete stranger to a referral. There, there really is five steps. And, and just like you wouldn't go straight to a person and ask them to marry you, you wouldn't go to a straight to a stranger and ask them to refer to you, right? And you can skip maybe one or two steps depending on, on just the connect, initial connection or just depending on the personality of the other person. Uh, some people are just natural connectors and just want to connect the dots, but really is those five steps. And like the first interaction, like the way I, I, I look at it is finding something you have in common, right? Like the more you can have in common with this person you're trying to connect with, whether it's on LinkedIn or another area, right? The better off, the higher chances you are, they're going to reply it, right? And then from there, making the first interaction all about them, like it's, it's interesting how where humans are just selfish creatures and it seems like 
we're always thinking about ourselves and what we want. Like, I want a job. I want to work there. But have you ever thought about them and, and making the conversation about them? Because to your point, when you're not asking for the referral and you made the conversation about them, right? Like, like, and try to add value to them, then a relationship is being built. Like, like when, anytime I'm trying to f- build a relationship with someone, I always say, how do I start with adding value for them? Like, I'm, for you, it's a good example. Like we, we've been engaging with each other on LinkedIn, you know, here and there. I noticed you posted something about a podcast and I just reached out and I said, hey, Max, like we'd love to have you on my podcast. I think this is a great way. You, you just recently launched yours, right? Like two months ago, um, having you on my podcast will give your podcast exposure, right? Like I'm just trying to add value to you. Um, and that's, I think my, that's my long-term philosophy of if I can add value to you, then we can have a long-term relationship, right? Because there's no such thing as a long-term relationship if it's not mutual beneficial. Yeah, and to add to that, um, there was this uh, professional that I network with and I ended up never working at that company. Uh, but the thing is, he actually posted something about some charity he was running and I actually donated um, money to his, uh, to his cause, even though I never actually... Uh, worked I never ended up getting hired at his company uh, that I was working at um, and I don't really have any attention to just based on where my direction is now but the fact that I really appreciated his time and he's willing to give me that time I wanted to support his cause uh, so it, again it's one of those things like it's about building that long-term relationship um, and just playing the long game because again it goes back to you want to always provide value and, and never really ask it's all about what you can give and provide them right yeah no absolutely um I know you're really big into resume writing and you earlier said that resume writing is a technical skill. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. So I've, I've looked at a lot of bad resumes and you probably do as well. Uh, And the the one thing is a lot of people don't know how to write a properly formatted resume. Um, There's again, uh, there's a lot of free information on how to write a resume, but a lot of these free information is extremely bad. Right. Uh, And it's one of those things where, uh, no one really understands how a proper resume should be laid out. Uh, th- th- it's always going to be very objection, uh, uh, objective in terms of like how many pages, how many columns. But from my experience, just being able to work with like career coaches and just seeing uh, and just connecting with resume writers and recruiters, which is also good uh, for college students because if they don't know how to write a good resume, uh, they might just get some template online and use that, but that might not be the best approach. I think for college students, if they want to really have a good resume, they should network with uh, recruiters, hiring managers, and if possible, even career coaches, just for them to share some advice on what a good resume looks like. And when you talk to enough people, it, it tends to be the, the same formula. And at that point, you'll know what a good resume is. So just to answer your question, uh, a resume is just not, your career history on a piece of paper it is a sales marketing document that really promotes yourself and why you're the top candidate. And you only get one shot at these jobs when you're applying online. So you want to make sure that your best, uh, you put your best foot forward by having a great resume and by getting knowledge from the right experts can really help propel you uh, on the res on the resume front compared to other people. Yeah. I think it's interesting the whole resume uh, because like at the end of the day, the only person that really matters whether the resume is right is, is the hiring manager, the recruiter, like in the company that you're applying for. And 
I think the biggest mistakes that I see on resumes is just lack of quantifying results, right? Like they're, they, at least for college students' point of view, like I focus a lot on college students, but all college students and recent grads, like the, the mistakes I see on resumes is people just using their resume to post what they did, like, like what the job was about. Like as a cashier, I provide a great customer service, right? Like instead of saying what you did differently that made you different, what made you stand out and quantifying those results. But um, I, I think, you know, the way I look at resumes is like resumes are the most biased document in the world. Like they're all the good things you've ever done in your life with none of the bad. And I think that, yes, your resume is important. Yes. There needs to be formatted the right way. Yes. You should be, you know, there, there's some rules, like there's some rules to resume writing. Right. But ultimately um, you can get your resume checked 10 times and you get, you get 10 different opinions. Now, if what they're telling you to change those 10 times are little things, I think your, like your resume is on point. Like if it's just a little bit about the files, a little bit about this, but if the overall structure of the resume is correct, your bullet points have action items, like there's just some rules of resumes that I think just apply. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you're getting, like, if, you're getting, if they're getting too focused on the little details, like, oh, don't use time to Roman, it's overdone. Yeah. I, I think that's too much. Um, I, I think like, if, if it's big feedback, uh, I, I think you should take that into account. But if something really small, I wouldn't worry about it at that point. Yeah, no, interesting. So, um, Max, we're getting to, towards the end of the show. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would want the students to, who are listening to this podcast to take away from the show? Uh, the one thing that people should take away is if you're about to graduate, uh, definitely network. And I think building your personal brand on LinkedIn is also a, a good way to get yourself out there. Uh, so I think networking, uh, building your brand, and a bonus tip is just really understand how to write a good resume. And I, I think you'd be, you, you set up uh, yourself for a good um, job search uh, strategy. Amazing. So Max, I know you, you recently started a podcast about two months ago. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your podcast and what is the best way for the audience to connect with you? Great. Uh, thanks, for, uh, uh, thanks for inviting me on your show, Daniel. And in terms of my podcast, uh, my podcast is the same uh, name as my company, uh, Chan with the Plan, and the, the podcast is a weekly episode where I interview experts from various fields just to give guidance to uh, people in terms of how to get past roadblocks and obstacles in their own career and even their personal life. Uh, so it's a weekly episode, uh, a weekly podcast that airs every, uh, that I upload new episodes every Tuesday. And then in terms of where you can find me, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just type in Max Chan and I should be one of the first ones uh, up there. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, and then if you want to see some of my work, you can also go to my website at uh, chanwithaplan.com. Uh, that's where I also house my podcast as well as um, a couple of my success stories that I have helped with clients as well. Awesome. So Max Chan is a career coach, resume writer, podcaster that has helped numerous professionals in Canada and in the U.S. land new opportunities in their desired field. He has a podcast, like you mentioned, Chan with the Plan, that could be you can listen to it anywhere you're listening to this podcast. And you can find him on LinkedIn, hosting everyday topics such as job search, career advice and personal branding. Uh, Max Chan is a career coach and a podcaster. Um, he has some amazing content, so definitely check it out. I'll be posting a link to his podcast and his LinkedIn and website on the show notes, so make sure you do check it out. Max, man, thank you so much for joining me. You have been amazing, and catch you all on the next episode. 
You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.